Welcome to Time Sync. This is episode 81. I'm co-host Amaldeep. And I'm co-host Hamza. Did we ever explain why we say co-host? Uh, like or why we're both co-hosts? I don't... Is there a reason to explain that? Isn't it obvious? We're two people. We talk about... We talk in the podcast. Therefore, we're co-hosts. Right? I always thought of it like co-pilots. Co-pilots? What are we piloting? Yeah. Well, no. I mean, like... Cause, like you know how... I'm basing this off of Hello Internet, but uh, yeah, an episode of Hello Internet where they really mentioned this. So I was always under the impression that there's a pilot and then there's a co-pilot. Like there's the main dude and then there's like a secondary person. But apparently it's not how it works. They're both each other's co-pilot. So if you ever hear like a news article like, oh, the co-pilot did this. It, it's referring to either one. It's not like, oh, the secondary guy messed up and the primary guy was the one who was supposed to make the right call and stuff. I don't even so know. What, dude, like, I don't even know what to say because I never, I've never taught. I never, I never thought. Oh, co-host, therefore co-pilot. Oh, there has to be one co-pilot, one pilot, and therefore I don't know. I don't know where these lot, these jumps are. I just think, oh, co-host. That means there are multiple hosts. They're both hosting. Co-hosts, standard. Interesting. Are you saying we should be more explicit every single time we talk? We're like, oh, by the no, way, no, we're. I, I just, it's only I just, I never assumed you had a reason, but I wanted to check. I mean, you don't need a reason, right? It's just a... Like, you know, why don't we go, I'm host so-and-so and you're host so-and-so? Because that would also technically work, right? Yeah, well... Like, why specifically co? Well, it's because we're both hosts. Therefore, we're co-hosts. We're hosting together, so we're co-hosts. That's that's the way I think about it. Interesting. Okay. I have to co-way better. It doesn't matter either way. It's just a... You know... It really doesn't matter. So this technically qualifies as follow-up, but I get so much new information that it's specifically its own thing. So, uh, yes, yesterday, last time, I talked about how we now have physical evidence of aphantasia, or supposedly we do, right? It's a, it's, a, it's a scientific paper. It's pretty small sample sizes, right? And we were kind of wishy-washy because neither of us had actually read the paper itself. And I feel like a fool because I just didn't click the link on the bottom of the, the, the article. I was just like, oh, it's a scientific paper. It's in a journal. Therefore, it's going to be paywalled. Because that's how most scientific journals are paywalled. And so I still never clicked it until the, literally in the middle of the recording, I clicked it. And saw that, no, the whole paper is available for free. So I clicked the link, you moron. But actually, it's kind of funny because like, as I was reading the paper, it would reference other papers. And I'd click on those and then I'd get paywalled. So there are some things like I, I, I just couldn't figure out what they were talking about because they referenced something in a, pa- in a paper that I just couldn't read. Yeah. So, it actually answers some of the questions I had last time. Like, one of the questions I had was, oh, did some, did we already know that mental images cause pupil contraction or pupil reaction? I guess I should probably explain what the paper was, right? <laughs> Before I go too deep into the details. For the people who didn't listen to the last episode. What we found out is aphantasia is people who don't have a mental eye. They don't see images in their head like most people do. And what they found out was if they make people mentally visualize a bright object, their pupils will contract as if they were actually looking into a bright light. And likewise, if they imagine a dark object, their pupils will kind of dilate as if they're looking into a dark object or in a dark room. And then they, they were able to get a group of people with aphantasia and make them perform this experiment and notice that they do not exhibit 
the pupil contraction and dilation that those with normal average mental vision do. And so my question was, is this one of those cases where we knew already that mentally visualizing affects the pupil? And then some scientist came along and was like, hey, why don't we try checking with people with aphantasia and see if they have the same response? Or was it like the same? It was all one experiment, basically. It's like one of those things where they're like, uh, you know, we need to prove this one crazy thing in math. It's like, well, you know, there's some random Russian dude that created this one conjecture. If you prove this thing and a couple other things, then it'll prove this thing. They're like, oh, okay. What about who the, did he prove the conjecture? Oh, yeah, it's been proved like a long, like a bajillion years ago. You just got to prove it now. Exactly, yeah. It's also like my favorite example of that is how scientists knew for a long time that the oxygen saturation of your blood affects the light refraction off of it or light reflection off of it. So you could, so like depending on how saturated of oxygen your blood was in your veins, it would bounce light back differently. You could measure a difference in the light that bounces back. But then it took decades for some guy to be like, hey, why don't we just make a machine that does that? That just uh, shoots the light at your finger and then measures the reflection back to determine what your oxygen saturation in your blood is. And now that's the standard. If you ever see like a, a nurse or somebody put like a clamp thing on someone's finger, that they can measure the oxygen saturation just like that. No need to draw blood or anything. And we knew that for decades, like that information necessary for that technology for decades, but someone just didn't think to use it in that way. So according to this, we actually knew back in 2019 that mental images affect the people. That, that's pretty recent, actually. It's still relatively recent, yeah. Actually, okay, so it shows, they mentioned quite a few studies. They mentioned a 2003 paper that shows that emotions can influ influence the pupil. So, like, depending on what emotion you're having, it, it seemed to be, like, sadness caused it to dilate and anger caused it to contract. But once again, that one that was behind a paywall, so I couldn't really verify exactly. But, yeah, but we knew from 2003 that your mental state Something going on in your brain can affect your pupils, which you can't control. As far as I'm aware, most people can't control the, the, the size of their pupils. I mean, that that's probably what they train you in, like, espionage and stuff, right? Like, oh, you gotta, gotta train your pupils. Oh, yeah. I, I realize, like, yeah, I've, I've heard that in poker, when a person draws a good a good hand, their pupils dilate. I don't oh, know if yeah. that's, like, one of those, like, just, like, nonsense that people, that poker players go, like, oh, you know, I'm just a perfect mind reader. I can read someone's mind. Like, I don't know if that's a true thing or not, but I've always heard that. The pupils can give away whether a person drew a good or bad hand in poker. That's why you gotta wear sunglasses. Reflective sunglasses, right? Make sure everyone can see your cards. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they also found another example back in 2013 where they would show participants just a picture of the sun and measure their pupil contraction and then show them pictures of the moon. And keep in mind, these images are actually the same brightness on the screen. But they're just of the sun and of the moon. And they saw the sun caused a stronger contraction. So even though the light was hitting their eyes the same, their brain's like, oh, sun, better contract. Yeah, but it wasn't until 2019 where we're like, okay, yeah, uh, thinking of something causes it to contract. Just thinking of it. Oh, also, this was just like something that the paper mentioned, which kind of freaked me out a bit. Which is, a, I always assumed aphantasia was a thing that you were just born with. Like, either you have aphantasia or you don't. But apparently there are cases of individuals claiming that they became aphantasic. Like, they used to be able to mentally visualize, and then did that ability just slowly went away over time. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's kind of horrifying. Not gonna lie. No, I mean, wait, I mean, you don't, you, I mean people with advantageous, they're living fine, right? It's not like, it's not like they're, it's like, it's like, not, it's not like they're missing anything, right? 
I mean, they're missing a mental image or mental imagery. What I mean is it doesn't detract from their daily, day-to-day whatnot. That's true, that's true. Although I feel like I would miss it. I like just being able to like, see things in my head. That's nice. I like it. Yeah, I want to be able to imagine a beautiful hill. Sure, but it'll be the same thing. You'll be like, well, I know it's there. I, well, I just don't see it. It's not that, you know, I don't know. Maybe. First thing I want to address is the sample sizes. So once again, they, even the papers are disturbed. Like, listen, we had small sample sizes. This is only the people we could find. So apparently they started with, for the non-aphantasic, the control group. We had 56 students. Out of which only 42's, 42 passed enough to be used in the, in the actual study. What happened to the rest? They're just like, sorry, your data is no good. Uh, basically, uh, basically, yeah. A lot of it just came down to like, because uh, apparently they used an, uh, uh, a computer to measure the pupil contraction and dilation. And so it would, apparently that whatever software they use would give a confidence rating of the pupils. And if the confidence rating was too low, they would reject that test case. I wonder how they got so, that. Like, I wonder how they got, like, why the confidence level. Like, how the computer calculates it, you mean? Yeah, because it's like, they're like, okay, well, just got to measure the, just got to measure the eyes. Like, nah, I can't, I can't, I'm not sure. I couldn't figure that one out. It's going to be low confidence. Maybe it's like, it, it couldn't see the eyes that well or something. If it was blurry, if the person was moving around their body too much, it couldn't get a clear image. I was thinking more it's like the researchers were like, ooh, that doesn't fit well with my narrative. You know, I just got to cut cut the data. <laughs> yeah, apparently the, the cutoff was 0. 0.6, which I feel like it's kind of low. I feel like the confidence should be higher than 0. 0.6. Like yeah, that's well. 60% confidence. But according to them, that's the standard for st- studies involving this kind of stuff. Uh, others were also included. Oh, here's the thing. Here's another thing that I didn't even think about. The study actually goes into a lot of detail about all the things that they considered and why we addressed them as best as we could. One of them was that, because the way, okay, I, 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 to explain this, I have to explain how the actual study went down. So, person enters room, they're looking at a screen that has a gray image on it. Then, on the screen for five seconds, they show one or four triangles on the screen of varying brightnesses. Some, if it's, uh, it's either a bright white triangle or a black triangle or some grays in between but they're always the same color it's never like if there's four triangles they're all the same four triangles they're smaller then they so they look at that for five seconds then this the screen turns off for eight seconds so they're looking at pure blackness so the room is actually darker than it was than when they started from the very beginning and then they ask them to imagine the whatever they saw in their head for six seconds and they measured the response. And they asked them to rate the vividness of the image. Like, how vividly could you see it? The interesting that thing is, like, some some of the test cases were thrown out. Like, some of the, I guess, volunteers. With, I guess they weren't volunteers because they were paid. They were paid 20, uh, 20 Australian dollars per hour. But they were excluded because they claimed to see an after image for after the 8 second gap. So, between seeing the image... And then having to mentally visualize the image, they could still see the after image when they proposed to start visualizing. Which is one of those things apparently like they there was another study apparently that showed that after images do affect pupil contraction. So when you have like that retina burn kind of thing going on, your brain treats that as if it actually is there. And so they didn't want that to interfere, so they threw out those test cases as well. Those runs. You know, the more you talk about that, the more I feel like fifty six people is just not enough. 
Does 56 people for the total amount, or that was just for the people without Aphantasia? 56 without Aphantasia. Of uh, those, 42 were actually used in the study. How many with Aphantasia? Okay, yeah. So Aphantasia, there were 19. Yeah. The, of we need of way which, more people for this. Uh, one wasn't able to be used because of the confidence cutoff. Hmm. Only one, huh? All right. 18. That one dude that didn't meet the data. I got it. If, I mean, to be fair, like, you know, when you have 19 people, one out of 19 failing compared to, what is that? Eight out of 56. So, you know, the more people you have, the more people who are not going to make the cutoff. True. True. But uh, the more people you have, the more I, I the more I feel confident that this data is, like, you know, meaningful in some way. Mm. Yeah. So that's, that's all the factors of, like, what happened. So in terms of the data... I should have busted out the graph for you, actually. Basically, this is one of those cases where they're using numbers that I don't actually understand. They're talking about, like, uh, I should know these things, but, you know, talking about, like, Bay probabilities and, like, uh, binomial distributions and such. And I have, like, a very basic knowledge of all this stuff. But what really matters is that the p-value, which is, like, the... Remember how we said... uh. For those who don't know, p-value is essentially like, what are the probabilities that this test data happens by chance? So, the most common p-value is 0.05 or 5%. If something has, if, if we deem something to have less than a 5% chance of happening by chance, and we see it happening, then it's most likely not chance. Something else is going on. Uh, the p-value was 1 times 10 to the negative 10. So it's point zero 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 one, and point zero five is usually the cutoff if it's lower than that. So from this data, which granted we've run away small, small sample size, it does seem like this actually is like a legitimate way to determine whether someone has aphantasia or not, just from a physical perspective. So they didn't do any like blind studies though. As in like as in like take a person you have no idea if he has aphantasia or not. And then you just tell them to do, run these tests. And after the fact, you say, yeah, you have aphantasia. And then they say, no, I don't. Or like they say, yeah, I do. Like, yeah, that's, you know. No, that hasn't been done yet. To be fair, do you need a study like this to exist before you would even consider yeah. doing that? Yeah. Also, so, okay, you were, last time you also asked an interesting question, which was how many people with aphantasia didn't get people reaction at all? So, it's not that they don't get a people reaction at all. They do get a people reaction. It's just like, how does it compare to the other, to like the non-Aphantasia group? Basically, they they explain a very complicated way of how they scored pupil contraction, whether or not it counted or not, basically. Like, how much do they have to contract for it to be considered a reaction? Basically, if you had a score of less than zero, or less than or equal to zero, we would say that they had no people reaction to the, to the uh, mental imagery. Of the non-Aphantasia group, 9.5%, 4 out of 42, had a non-reaction, I guess you could say. Oh, they had aphantasia, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, like it was a they had a reaction, but it wasn't enough to be considered significant. Now, here's the kind of disappointing part. For the aphantasia group, only 61% had a non-reaction. 11 out of 18. So, 7 people had enough of a reaction to be considered maybe significant. Wait, what? So how? So there. So it's not, it's not as unanimous as as the uh, papers made out to be, or the 
articles made out to be. Dude, that's basically like 50%, my dude. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, 61%. Yeah, it's not as significant as it felt like. I was under the, the articles made it seem like, oh, yeah, it's like a guaranteed test, basically. But now it's like, oh, no, 60%. Like, if, you, if the person doesn't get, if the person has a reaction, there's still a 40% chance they have aphantasia. So this reaction they have, it, it's just, it just, it's just a reaction to, like, meet the cutoff for having aphantasia, right? Because you have a bigger reaction if you don't have aphantasia. No, no, no. It's, uh, it's the same. It's just, like, how much did their eyes react? If they're above a certain level, we would say that they don't have aphantasia. If they're below a certain level, we say they have aphantasia. So you're saying out of the people with aph- or claimed that they had aphantasia, mm-hmm. I guess it would be 39% of them. Yep. They had... Had a, a significant reaction to the mental imagery. That it would have triggered the... This is this, this, the same levels as the people with non-aphantasia. Not the exact same level. That, that, there's a difference there. It's not the exact same, but it's close enough that like someone who doesn't have aphantasia could go lower than them. Oh, okay. Because people without aphantasia can vary greatly in, in how much of a reaction they have. Because they, they noticed that vividness played a major role. So, like, how sharp the image was in their head affected the people's contraction. Like, they could accurately semi-predict whether they had a vivid image or a non-vivid image based off their people's contraction. There was a correlation there that they could measure. Didn't they ask them, like, how vivid the image was in your head? Yeah, they did. That's kind of like yeah, a... Yeah, th- that's how they know. Well, what I'm saying is, that's not very... Like, it's just... You know, it's what they say. Like, it's like, okay, how vivid is it? Like, it's pretty vivid, I guess. But it's like, it's, it's not really like a... Like, how are you going to measure that? Is, I guess what I'm saying. I guess that's true, yeah. They, at the end of the day, you're just asking them, hey, uh, on a scale of one to four, yeah, exactly. how vivid it's, was it? Someone's vividness is different than another person's vividness. It's not like a yeah. standard scale, so... But they did notice that there was a correlation between people who claimed to have a more vivid image and the people who had a stronger reaction. I need to... I want this, I want this study to be done again. The, the city was done in Australia, you said? I actually don't know where it was done. All, all, I'm guessing it's Australia because they mentioned that they paid the volunteers 20 Australian dollars per hour. So it happened in Canada. They're like, here's 20 Australian dollars. Yeah, like, uh, exactly. It would be pretty weird if they gave out Australian dollars like in the middle of North America, yeah. I want I want, so, them, I want them to do this study again in like some other country in, or in another area in Australia just to see, you know. Of course. I I would love to run into more and more studies on Afanasia because it's really, really interesting to me. Especially because this one's like, you know, it's, it's more sciencey. It's less wishy-washy, you know? Less of like, oh, yeah, I claim not to see an image. Or I claim to be able to see an image. And then it's like, but do you really? Or are we both seeing the same thing, but we just choose to convey it differently when it comes to verbal communication? Because, you you know, like, is my green the same as your green? Like, that stuff all gets mixed in. It gets real messy real fast. Yeah, I'm still pretty impressed that they were able to figure out. I noted that the eye even reacted to any of this stuff so that's pretty that's pretty impressive in general and then also the the, the idea that you know you, you react to just vividness of the image and so that's uh, some yeah, exactly. smart people out there so i just want to quickly go over some of the stuff that they mentioned like hey maybe this is just a coincidence or something like you know things that they that, that were important to bring up one age the people in the non-aphantasia group were ranged from ages from 18 to 31 with an average age of 19 compared to the aphantasia group which had ages ranging from 18 to 84 18 to 54 with an average age of 35.8 so the aphantasia group skews much older and they did note that 
age plays a factor in pupil contraction. Where the older you are, the, le the less sensitive your pupils are in general. Although the cutoff seems to be around 50, which is below most of the most of the participants. But they didn't mention that. And they even did account for the age thing. Like if they were above a certain age, they would kind of put them in their own separate group. And they still saw the same data supporting their theory. So it's one of those things like a lot of scientific papers spend a lot of time just talking about, okay, listen, we, we accounted for this. We accounted for this. So age was one of those factors. Another one was the, we went in the after image where if someone could still see an after image when they were starting to do the visualize step, they threw out that data ultimately because the after image could have played an influence. Well, I'd agree my notes. I'm like, what is this? What does this mean? Classic moment. Is yeah. It's one of those like, can you read, you can't read your own handwriting or is it just like you wrote something that you just don't understand? I wrote something in a very short form way that I don't remember. Oh yeah. So they thought maybe it makes a difference. Like maybe those people who claim that aphantasia just coincidentally have less reactive pupils. Like it has nothing to do with aphantasia at all. It's just that people, these people have to have pupils that react less to light. But then they mentioned like, no, no. When we showed them the triangle on the screen, they had the exact same level of reaction as non-aphantasia people. But it was only when they went to the mental imagery phase did the data separate. They vary the results. And they even, like, this one's, this one's a kind of crazy, like, I don't know how they even thought to like, consider this. Like, oh, maybe, because they noticed that the, what you look at with your eyes affects how much your eyes react. So maybe the people with aphantasia, they're looking at different parts of the screen. And so they aren't focusing on the triangle as much as people with non-aphantasia. And so the people aren't reacting as much and, and like, all this stuff. And then they're like, no, no, we measured, we had a machine that just showed us what they basically had an eye tracker basically on these people and they looked to see like the pattern that they would make on the screen with their eyes and it matched those with between the two groups the aphantasia and non-aphantasia group they all looked at the screen basically randomly until the triangle appeared at which point they all pretty much honed it on the triangle for the entire time so like, the behavior of ha what they were looking at during the screen time was also the same i'm hoping the eye tracker and the confidence level testing wasn't very like you know uh like invasive during the test you know like i imagine someone look here's a picture of a triangle and you're looking at it but you can just see there's a bunch of cameras and a bunch of like equipment around you like uh okay <laughs> that's true they are different honestly when i first heard of this study i thought it was going to be like a vr thing i don't know why in my head that's what i imagine like not like a vr thing like as in virtual reality but like like a headset that they got put on their face just to measure their eyes, but now it's like a camera above the TV. Oh, they did, I don't remember if they mentioned it, how many cameras there were. They said like, oh, the cameras were on the TV side of the room, but they weren't like on their face. Because you see like, uh, was it Facebook? Also, I refuse to call them Meta. Someone's going to call them Facebook forever. Until Meta gets as much of a negative connotation as Facebook. Uh, they, had, they, had a, they showed that they did studies looking at where human eyes move to while wearing the VR headset. Because they wanted to train AI to predict where their eyes were going to move. Because it, it, one, of those, one of those weird things you never think about. But like when you look at something, like I'm looking at, looking at my uh, Audacity, or I'm looking at my recording waveforms. I'm not thinking about it, but my microphone in my peripheral vision is blurry. Right? The stuff behind my computer, my, like my wall, 
is blurry. Only the things I'm purposefully looking at are sharp. But when you when you wear a VR headset, that doesn't apply anymore. Because everything you're looking at is the same distance away from your eyeball. Because it's, it's all on the same screen level. Even if it tries to imitate 3D, it's all on the same screen level. If I look at one thing, the entire image is sharp. Even if I'm not looking at the things that are supposed to be quote-unquote closer or quote-unquote further. So what they wanted to do was they wanted to like track the human eyeball and see if they could predict where they were going to look just so they can make that part of the image sharper and blur out the rest of the image. So it would feel more like reality vision. And one of the things like, but the way they did that was they just strapped a camera to some poor people's faces and just looked at their eyeballs and just to collect enough data for that so they could eventually train an AI. I don't know if that ever went anywhere or if it was just like, it's too much hassle for not enough immersion. Yeah, seems like a pretty useful test in general. So any any final thoughts on Malila? What, what did you get? What did you what did you finally get? Like is this yay or nay? Good study, bad study? It's a well performed study. I do feel like the articles definitely overblew the significance of how definitive of a study it was. Which, you know, I can't say exactly surprised. Yeah, it's, as they always do. Yeah. But yeah, but it's like the most disappointing part was just like the sixty one percent number. To be fair, they're using a score of zero. Maybe if they made the threshold a bit higher, maybe they could be they, they could get more of a divide between the non-Aphantasia and the Aphantasia group. But still, I thought it would be, the way the papers make it sound, or the, I keep saying papers, the articles, the way the articles make it sound, is like, oh, they don't react at all. And you can make, imagine the brightest thing in the world, and they just won't react, but that's not the case. They still have some sort of reaction. Just because like, uh, the human brain does a bunch of stuff in the background. Like we mentioned in the previous one, I should have mentioned it here, when they made them mentally visualize four triangles instead of the one triangle, because remember they showed, sometimes they showed one, sometimes they showed four triangles. The four triangles, they saw pupil dilation. Because apparently just thinking about something very hardly causes your pupil to dilate. So it's hard, sometimes it's hard to determine whether or not the pupil contraction and dilation is occurring because of the mental imagery or just because they're thinking about something. Okay, so it's hard just, to isolate. just thinking causes your pupils to dilate. Yeah, the the harder you think about something, the more your people sell it. Yeah, you gotta you have to somehow separate those two things. Exactly, but that does prove that you can verify whether or not the the participant is actually trying. I guess you could say, because like, what happens if the aphantasia group just pretends not to try? They're like, oh yeah, I'm trying so hard to think of a triangle right now, so hard, but like, really they're just sitting there not thinking about anything. Well, At least now you can verify. Hey, people are dilating. That means they're thinking about something. Well, I don't, I don't know because because the I don't know the reason why that one person was rejected for the confidence and like in the other group there was like well how many like people were rejected because like what was it like 14 people or something they were rejected because their their eyes they didn't have enough like a higher confidence level for their their uh, reaction I'm just wondering like if you had way more people and way more data surely there are some people there that like they just don't react that much like just I mean they don't have they they don't have Aventasia but they just don't react that much. You know, maybe they're in the, you know, like, you know, it's one of those things where, like, maybe they're in the military, so they've just been making this stuff up. But maybe, they, you know, they, they've been more used to something, and they're therefore whatever, right? So it's going to be... Yeah. The thing is, like, humans also vary in a, a bajillion different ways, too, regardless of mental imagery or whatever. But like I said, they, they, try to, they, they try to eliminate that by, you know, measuring their pupil response to light and seeing if there was a difference there. Yeah. Do you remember that one scene inside Avatar, the last, the last airbender? Where, uh, it was like it was the invasion, the day of the black sun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, and and Azula was kind of like wasting their time, 
Yeah, stalling. Stalling, exactly. And and uh, Toph said, and I can tell when you're lying, so don't don't think about lying. And then she Azula makes like this really ridiculous lie, right? Like like I'm like, I'm a pink di- I'm a pink dragon or something like that with like so many wings, whatever. And mm-hmm. it implied like Toph had no idea that was a lie. Like she she's like yeah, like we you know logically it's a lie, but like her quote unquote lie detector couldn't determine that. Yeah, couldn't determine that because maybe just the way her like you know the way the the way her she's able to worked. control her heart rate and her breathing and whatever she's trying to measure. So maybe there's some people that just train their eyes. I mean to, that's why to uh, polygraph tests are admissible in court. Like we have quote unquote lie detector tests, but I don't think there's a single courtroom in America that will accept that as actual evidence. Yeah. Just to verify, you you didn't develop Aphantasia since last time we spoke about Aphantasia, did you? Uh, I haven't been checking, but I don't think so. Uh, imagine a white triangle. Oh my you see god, it? dude! I'm not doing <laughs> that right now. Also, you would how would you check? Because you would have to actually look at my eyes to see if they react, and you don't even know what the what the high level of reaction is, right? Like yeah, I, yeah, they I could still react and be like, hmm, I don't know about that. Yep. There were a lot of figures, like a lot of charts in the paper. A lot more than I was expecting. Charts are always good. Yep, yep. If I don't gotta read, it's always good. Okay, so last time we talked about black, or I, at least I talked about black people Twitter. Just it's a subreddit. The subreddit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't get that confused with Twitter. It's a subreddit, uh, and it's supposed to be screenshots of black people being hilarious or insightful on social media. It doesn't need to just be Twitter, but obviously that's the best. And they 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 usually want it to be like non celebrity celebrity like not people that are that are really famous. Just random people. The that average are black. person. The average person that are black, and then just they're them being hilarious. Okay. Yeah, but there's a thing called. I mean, if you go through, if you go through the subreddit, every once in a while you'll see like a check mark on people's names. Usually that means they're verified, right? This check mark's a little special because it looks a little different. Um, and it says like, like you know how people have flares and stuff in Reddit too, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But this is this is a little different because it looks like it just looks a check mark. So there's something called a Black People Twitter Country Club. And in the sidebar, okay. they say, what is this and how do I get verified? Okay. So, I'm sure there's some history in the subreddit that I have no idea about. But they said previously in the Black People Twitter, they had locked posts that were filled with people that broke rules like in the comments. So, instead of that, they're going to make threads that only verified users can comment in. Okay, so instead of breaking rules, you're like, okay, we're just going to verify people. They can comment because they've been verified. Sounds good on paper. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. As long as you have a chance a to get verified. A lot of things sound good on paper. Yeah. But how do you get verified is the question. Yep. What does that even mean to be verified? Does it just mean you'll follow the rules? Yeah. And here's how you get verified. If you're black, please send us a mod mail. So it's, it's a mail to the mods with a picture of your forearm besides a handwritten <laughs> note with your username, the date and time. Uh, upload the photo, send us the image, whatever, and explicitly let us know you're applying as black so we can flare you appropriately. So if you're if you're a black person, it's very simple. You just take a picture of yourself, write down the name and stuff, let them know that you're black. You know, of course, you know, you got to do also that. It feels like it's very easily exploitable. You just have to basically go up to a friend and be like, hey, listen, I'm going to take a photo of your forearm real quick. Don't ask questions. It's fine. Yeah, it's... Okay, so that's if you're black. Let me list the other ones first. If you are if you are a non-white POC, person of color, that is non-white, okay? Does POC not cover non-white despite nature of it? Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Because actually, the question that you asked is literally the first 
question in the comments, which is oh really? Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll we'll talk about it in a second. So if you're if you are a non-white POC, please send us a mod mail with a picture of your forearm, besides a handwritten note. So the same thing so far. Uh, upload the image. Okay, blah blah. blah. Explicitly let us know you're applying as a non-white POC. Okay, so far everything's the same, but now non-white POC will not receive flair. Okay, but oh, okay, interesting. But they can participate in the country club threads. We consider non-white POC to include, but are not limited to. So here's the criteria. This is what makes you non-white POC: Latinos, Asians, Middle Easterners, and Native Indigenous peoples. So okay. if you're part of that group, you are considered non-white POC. So I guess I would be non-white POC. Uh, yes. Okay. And finally, there's a last category. If you are applying as a white ally, okay, send us a mod mail explicitly stating you're applying as a white, white ally and you will receive further instructions from us. So oh, um, wow. what okay. kind of instructions are those? If you are approved, you will receive a message saying you are approved. Uh, but they do have a note here that we're really backed up, so it might take a second, you know. They have a section here that says, why did we even add verification? And, and, and it's like really old. This is like old, like two, three years ago. But let me ask, let me ask you a question first, which was, uh, why is it called non-white POC? The, the dude in the mod wrote, uh, we went back and forth on this, but ultimately decided non-white because we have a lot of confusion from our users on whether they should apply as white allies or POC. We have had people ask us things like, I'm Jewish, can I apply as a POC? Or I'm Italian, should I apply as a POC? And we pretty much never have it going the other way. Like if you're black, you kind of know you're black. <laughs> There's a lot more gray if you're just Okay, I see, I see, okay. So the, the POC was just like, it was fuzzy where the boundaries of POC lied. Okay. So they're trying to make this a little bit more explicit um, is what they're, they're saying. But like you said too, like people say like forearm pictures, that doesn't mean you're black or not. And what if, what if you're white passing and you took a picture of forearm? You're going to, you're not going to look black. Is that the time for like, you just look white? White passing? Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, that's the term that I've heard. What, what is he going to call them, right? They yeah, no, look I, I white, but they be black. Yeah, he's never had the term before. Yeah, or Although like, yeah, or like people with albin, uh, uh, uh like albinism, right? So yeah. light skinned people, right? What, I don't know what you, what you call them, right? That's that's this kind of idea. So, um, okay, so that gives you that little check mark that you see on black pers black people Twitter all the time. But the real question is, why did they even start doing this? And it's appear apparently a black people Twitter was not open for everyone. It was only open for black people only that was the that was the um they, they wrote here it was only done for an april fool's joke oh really it was as a joke that's really funny while this was done as an april fool's joke there was a very real reason behind it more than just some laughs much like how our games close their sub due to the amount of toxicity in the gaming community the moderators of black people twitter wanted to address the level of racism casual and very very real that was being shared every day on our sub um, basically, what they're saying is, you know, th there was a lot of this racism. A lot of the people in the community felt uncomfortable. How black voices were often drowned out of the discussion. I don't know how you would know if someone's black or not, but, you know, there you go. We wanted to bring to the forefront that the subreddit should never make people of color feel out of place here. They should, they should, they should, uh, that they, that they do not belong 
and wanted to rebuild a sense of community. Like they should feel comfortable, is what they're saying here. But you don't get a check mark though. Well, hang on, and the site <laughs> they get a lot of white supremacist communities and this kind of stuff, and uh, so mm. you know, there's actually a subreddit they linked here, which is sub for white people only. Which uh, okay. which it's it's been it's been banned. Oh okay. But but you know when I first heard this I was like this is kind of racist by itself and they wrote here some people said that it's kind of like uh still racial injustice faced by black people it's, it's, it's literally the same thing you're denied because of your color of your skin um and they they wrote this huge people you you protested and called for action following in the footsteps of the black leaders killed for doing so then you felt like it was a crime to be white this is how people of color feel every day of their lives our mothers and fathers constantly worry about our safety every day the difference is that for us this is never a joke. You cannot turn off the screens. I, I'll go. I can go on, but this it just seems very like I don't know how you're comparing like an internet conversation with like reality, right? I don't know. They changed this and they said we were incredibly blown away with how positive the response to our decision was. The fact that thousands upon thousands of people wanted to be verified and show off their hair products, okay, or albums or books or anything else demonstrating their blackness and individuality was staggering. We still have literally thousands of comments, models, and posts that are pending. Okay, that was like three years ago. Um, with that being said, we are reopening Black People Twitter to everyone as of now. With the following change, the Black users will maintain their verified checkmark flares. Uh, and then they say, like, you know, we're backlog, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so um, it means nothing. So the checkmark just verifies you, but it doesn't give you any special privileges anymore. What does it mean by open to everyone? Does that mean, like, everyone can be in the comment thread again? In In Black People Twitter, you can still comment, but you're not you're not verified as black. But, like, but before it seemed to imply that the checkmark gave you access to special threads that the other people didn't get access to. That was for the country club threads. And I, I'm not, I, don't, I have no idea if the country club threads are like, if they're still a thing. I, I, I don't know. I don't know that much about black people Twitter. Okay. Interesting. I have no idea. Like if, if you post, do you have now to be the black checkmark to post? seems like more just like a, Oh, just proof, I guess that makes more. Now, now the checkmark doesn't didn't seem to be so, I don't know, like, it, it didn't seem so over the top. If it's just like, oh, you can verify your skin tone, basically, with this check mark. I, I don't know, dude. To me, to me, it still doesn't make any sense at all to have uh, any amount of verification for this. Like, I, I, for any, I think for any, like, for any subreddit, like, even for the subreddit, like, if I make a white people Twitter, or if I make mm. a, you know, whatever. Indian. In, right. Or even even for religion, right? If I say okay, only this religious uh, group can comment in this subreddit, and you have to show you have to you have to be willing to prove that somehow that you're this religion, or if you're democratic, you have to prove that you're you know like you can you can split people out as many ways as you as you like, but it doesn't seem doesn't seem right, you know? Like I mean, I don't think so. I don't think it seems right. I I I kind of I'm interested in the idea that they made a subreddit for sub for white people only. Mm-hmm. Is there much of a difference between that and Black People Twitter? Like back when Black People Twitter was only allowing uh, Black I mean, people? It depends on the type of conversations they were having. If the conversation yeah. in White Subs only was just like, oh, white people are better than everybody else, then like, yeah, that'd be a bit of a problem. But the existence of that sub alone now. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure uh, that subreddit was probably created because you know, there, were, there were people that were upset that they weren't allowed to be like they don't want a lot to post in this subreddit or whatever the details are, but it's just a it's it's just one of those things where it's like, I mean this is obviously going to lead to people being excluded, right? That's just that's how it yeah, is. Yeah, it's by design. Yeah. And uh, I don't like the idea of people being excluded from conversations. 
Yeah, for one thing. I, I do I do I do understand the idea of keeping the peace, you know, in the community and you, we want these certain voices to be heard. That makes perfect sense. It's a space a safe space. That makes perfect sense. But of course. The way they do it is I I'm not sure. Like I don't I don't I I don't know if there is a way to just to just do that, you know. That's like, the biggest issue. It's like you can look at something and be like, I don't like that. But then you, you like is there a perfect system? Is this as close as we can ever get in the end? That's the hard part. So I really couldn't think of like what would be an alternate system. Even though I don't I agree with you I don't like the system. It kind of rubs you the wrong way. I don't know what the alternative would be. The only the only thing I would see is there should be no flaring at all. And if someone makes a racist comment or something that's uh, breaking the rules in the subreddit, just ban them. Mm-hmm. That's it. I guess that's I guess you're right. Like, why you? It's a bold to assume that the race, uh, someone's skin tone, would determine whether or not they would follow the rules or not. Exactly. Well, one could argue, like, you know, you could look at the previous past data and be like, oh, there's a correlation between skin tone and like the odds of them re- actually participating in a conversation or just being an a-hole. Oh, you can't, you can't. I'm not sure if you can look at that. That's like, that's like, oh, fifty uh, percent of black people commit like. 30% oh, of, you yeah, know yeah. What, are those, what are those numbers right but yeah, I, that I hear all the time but I've <clears> never <throat> seen actual verification of okay I don't want to talk too much about that but yeah, be, the, the, point, the point is I'm not sure if you can if you should even look at skin color at all to determine that like I I don't I don't want to believe that there's one skin color that's more racist just because of their skin color and therefore you're like oh well you know in the past uh, blues like skin color blues have been very racist so we're going to ban all blues from this side that doesn't that doesn't sit well with me and especially because Reddit is not like one of those places where it's like, where it's very it's specific, fine. you know, very like what? Uh, it's very, it's very, it's very particular. Like it's like it's it's supposed to be like an open place, you know, people, people I talk. Mean, most social media is supposed to be open places, but you know. True. Exactly. Like anyone can kind of join, or they have like invite status, right? Like oh, you can join, but if you're invited, but this is like an open forum kind of deal, and Reddit already has that kind of like hive mind idea, where it's like if you don't if you don't fit the hive mind, then you get downvoted. So that's already kind of like a built-in system to get rid of uh people that don't agree with the main idea the main thread that is true we we do have like very does have systems in place that even we've talked about in the past we don't necessarily agree with but would work to fulfill this condition yeah well regardless i'm i'm, I'm curious to see if there's any other subreddits that are doing something like this whether it be race whether it be you know gamers only or something and whatever like <laughs> i want to see if anyone else is doing this kind of uh you know make a clear distinction trying to get flared and then uh because I'll be honest, if you look at a if you look at a post and it's been flared, or if you look at a comment that's been flared, it does have more authenticity. Because you assume that, that person is black that posted. I don't know. The thing is, for me, when I'm when I'm reading these, I'm like, I don't know whether I should, that should tell me something. Like, because you're yeah, because someone said like, oh, this is my experience with a thing. That doesn't really tell you anything because you don't know like who they are as a person. So you can't really verify if these experiences could be real or not. You know, it's like the constant joker like. You know, someone will just make a, someone will just say something in a comment on the internet, and be like, where, where are the sources? And it's like, trust me, just trust me, dude. I know what I'm talking about. Like that's what it feels like a lot of the time when someone talks about something on the internet. And so, like having this check mark can at least verify something. Like you can you can tie something to this username. That gives you a bit of context of where this person is coming from. But it's also it's very it's very vague. Like you're black. Does that mean? Does that mean uh, being black in America? Because that has a way different connotation than being black in like Africa or black in uh, Somalia or black in any other uh, you know place that's not America, right? They have different different ideas. You could you could be living, or if you're if you're black, does that it doesn't tell you what your economic status is, right? Are you living a a middle class life? You're living a a, 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 a poor life? Are you living in a 
more affluent life. You have no idea about anything about the background of the person, right? So it's like, okay, yeah, you're black. It doesn't tell me exactly, do you share the same experiences like it, as I Yeah, would it doesn't really tell you as much as you think it should. Or as much as people seem to think it does. Especially because Reddit is not just an American website. It's used across the world. It's, it's a website, yeah. It's, a, it's everywhere in the world. So, I don't know. Anyway, at the end of the day, I mean, I see black people... Tw- it's a very popular one. It's a very popular subreddit. I see it all the time on my... All for all... What is it called? The all page? R slash all, I guess. R all. Yeah, I see it all the time there. So, it's it's a definitely popular. It's definitely a very love subreddit. Just one of those things where I'm like, interesting that a very popular subreddit has this thing. And it has this idea. I don't think I've ever gone to black people Twitter. But you've seen I've it. I talked about how, like, I use Reddit in a very hyper-specific way. So I get just the content I'm looking for, mostly like information about things, and that's it. You never go to R all? No. Why would oh, I? Okay. It's just a, it's just a flood of stuff on my face. I don't want that. That's yeah, the only reason every... I like Reddit than like other social medias. Like I I get to hyper tune the stuff I see. Yeah, but one of the problems that I have with like any algorithm, like TikTok's algorithm or YouTube's algorithm or Facebook or whatever, is you need to show some topics that I might enjoy but I don't know exist yet. Yeah. Like, like an explore page. Yeah, you don't have the option to like see new things that you never saw before and realize you like them to begin with. So, for example, if the reason why I go to RL is because I'll see a ton of subreddits that I've never seen before. I'm like, wait a minute, I, this is this is a great idea or I'll, I enjoy that content. So I want to see that. If I go if I go to just my home screen, then I'm just going to see the things that I've already seen forever. But, I, you know, how, you, how are you going to discover new stuff, right? Yeah, there's a bit of time and place. But for me, like Reddit's not one of those things. Like I don't use Reddit as like a way to find new stuff it's mostly just like a, i want to know information about a specific show or movie or something and that's about it and fan art lots of fan art that's about it <laughs> okay okay i wasn't gonna make any i was gonna i was gonna say any jokes all right mm-hmm. okay so that's basically it if you just but just keep an eye i'm sure other subreds are doing something similar to this if you find any other I subreddit, assume that must be the case it's like they allow one i assume a bunch of subreddits realize, oh we can do this as uh, yeah. Okay. One of one of the rules here is no racism. That should be a blanket rule. That shouldn't have to be a rule. That should just be understood. No, I don't know because you know it's one of those things. Where, I mean, ra- no racism, sure, but like the uh, hate speech part. Right? It's like it's like a what is hate speech, free speech kind of deal. You know that that's that thing. I guess. Well, it's I like I guess I can't uh, deny they are not wrong, but. <laughs> It's 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 the, uh, like. You know I don't know it's very it's very you know one thing one thing about this subreddit is it's like it's an intrinsically, uh, like you they only allow post me, social media posts from black people. Also, the, I just realized, the verification that only applies to the red account. It doesn't say anything about the person who actually posted the tweet, right? No. Like, or whatever screenshot they're sharing. Yeah. No. 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 So there's no way to verify that end either. Like, that could just as easily be, like, not actually who they're claiming to be. Yeah, I, I don't know how... You, you just have to you just have to know that person is black somehow. Like, maybe from their profile or something. But the thing is, you're only allowed to post from social media of black people. Oh, yeah, that's, like, the whole premise was, like... Yeah, okay. Once again, like, as you said, there's no way to verify that, and I guess... You just kind of assume that whoever made the post... Can, do, you, do you know if you'd, like, prove that the person you're screenshotting or whatever you're showing... I have no idea, and I don't think there is a way to prove that because, like, on Twitter, I could just put my profile as any random person, person. right? And then just Google image search, boom. Yeah, there just there be no way. But I think and what I'm saying is like, 
just saying that you're you're allowing only social media from black people does not seem kind of racist in itself but I, I whatever i don't i don't know it just seems a little uh, like i can imagine someone saying oh only social media posts from uh like white people or answer other republicans republicans democrat uh christians like you can like, you can signify based off any other what are the protected classes again like gender religion race those are the big three that, that's in america though and also america yeah i think again, like yeah this it, is the international website it's not it's not bad actually i don't i don't i don't i don't i don't think that it's terrible to have to have this rule but the only problem i have with this is when the subreddit gets massive like black Bill twitter has like it's really it's one of the really big subreddits right if it's so big then it feels a little uninclusive right where other if someone made a subreddit that says only gamers and it's like it's not that popular it's like who cares right or the, that's true the scale definitely makes a distinction like once something gets too big it becomes a bit more wishy-washy yeah that country club though i don't know that's a little i don't know if they still do that i, I don't really go on this already that much but that's just a hmm. okay complex problem and we are helping in no way <laughs> I'm just talking about it because it's just something that I've never seen before on 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 any subreddit. Yeah, I never heard of it before either. Granted, I'm like I said, hypertuned my home feed, so I would never have found out about it. Well, I mean, my my home feed is like that too, but I choose to go in or all every once in a while. All right, that's all we got for today. See you later, alligator. Alligators. Alright, bye.